0: Hey, we're back for another episode of g Daily on the g Baseball Podcast. We've got a few deals to talk about tonight.
1: All right, so deal number one, um, Nathan Eovaldi to the Texas Rangers um, for two years and $34 million. Um, he has a player option for a third year that will vest if he throws 300 combined innings in 2023 and 2024 or... If he finishes in the top five in Cy Young voting in 2024, or if he finishes in the top seven in Cy Young or voting and makes the all-star team in 2024, then that um, third year becomes a vesting player option at $20 million. All right, so Evaldi signs with the Rangers here adds more depth to that rotation, which they needed because of all the injury risks that they have there.
0: I like this deal. The Rangers are really going all out on their pitching this year. Um, he just solidifies the rotation more, and I also love the incentives. If he performs well, he's going to do better. Twenty million for 2025.
1: Yeah. So this deal is. I like that deal. Yeah, it, it's, it's a base of two Rangers. years, 34 million. It could be as much as three years and 54 million.
0: Which is pretty good deal. Uh, that's in fair, that's fairly good, yeah. Twenty million years, nothing to sneeze at in that third year if he reaches the incentives. So if he performs well, he gets extra money. It's good.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah. So Degrom is a major injury risk. Um, Andrew Heaney, major injury risk. Uh, John Gray, um, he's more he's more reliable, but there's some injury risk with him too. So this just raises the floor of that rotation, and the ceiling as well, because it kind of pushes Dane Dunning back, Dane Dunning and Jake Odorizzi back into swing roles.
0: Yeah, and of course you also have Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker.
1: Yeah, now they're The two
0: top um, draft pitchers. Um, And so Kumar Rocker was injured earlier. Those will be awesome later on in the rotation. Yeah, now Leiter and
1: Rocker have um, lost some stock since they were drafted early. But they're still regarded as top pitching prospects. Leiter, especially. Yeah. I don't know if Rocker is even on the top 100, but I know Leiter is definitely no, one of the dropped top dropped when he got that baseball. injury.
0: So that's, that's another reason to grab Iovaldi. Yeah. For that third year, maybe in 2025, because by that time, Rocker might be out. Yeah. You never know.
1: Yeah. Now, of note, uh, two guaranteed years here for Iovaldi. He did have a three year offer from the Red Sox. So maybe he just didn't want to play for the Red Sox. Maybe he saw the Rangers as. Um, More likely to contend than the Red Sox. Maybe the Red Sox were offering him less money over the three years. We don't really know what the situation was there. He did have a longer offer from the Red Sox and didn't sign there.
0: Yeah, maybe he just wants to see how it's going to play out, how um, he ends up in two, three more years.
1: Yeah, it is possible. And I think the Rangers' long-term outlook does look better than the Red Sox. The Red Sox, they're just kind of a mess right now. it's, It's kind of ugly.
0: Yeah, definitely a far cry from the 2018 World Series Red Sox. and
1: Yeah. I mean, that team was a dominant force, but Mookie Betts is gone now.
0: And now they're, they're the favorite for number five in the
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they're likely to finish the in the basement. Passed them up. <coughs> they, they de- <laughs> Betts, gone. Uh, Xander Bogert's gone. Rafael Devers, one year left. And apparently, they're nowhere near the price point that he's asking for an extension. So he may very well walk too. All right. So that's Nathan Evaldi to the Rangers, a Red Sox signing, Corey Kluber to the Red Sox. So Kluber signed an interesting deal here. The base is one year and ten million, um, and then he has a and then there's a club option for 2024 at 11 million. Now there are incentives on this deal. Um, in 2023, he'll get an extra $500,000 for starting 20 games, then an extra $750,000 for getting to 25, and then another $750,000 for getting to 30. So 2 million available in incentives for this year, and if he, whatever he hits um, for those will also be added to the 11 million club option. So say he starts 20 games, he gets an extra um, $500,000 in 2023, He that also gets added to the price of the club option. So
0: more money incentives, and I think I like this deal. It's not um, incredibly pricey, I don't think. And Corey Kluber, I think, has shown himself not his old Cy Young self he was back in the day with Cleveland, and but I think he's shown he can still be a solid. Um, middle of the rotation starter, if he has yes. to. Yes.
1: Well, he, he had a dynamic peak from 2013 to 2019. Then he got hurt, um, injured forearm, and I think he tore a muscle as well. Came back in 2021, and really since then, he's been about a league average starter. So that, he's
0: been solid. So I yeah, he's he's definitely doable in that rotation. You you're fine seeing him in rotation. Not number one starter yeah. by any means None that he all. used to be.
1: But yeah, yeah. and he, he he adds depth to that Red Sox rotation. This could portend a potential Chris Sale trade, being as it um, beefs up the depth of that rotation. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. But the max for Corey Kluber on this deal is 27 million over two years.
0: The funny thing is Corey Kluber and Chris Sale um used to be Cy Young rivals back in the day. Yeah, but that- Chris Sale never getting Cy Young, always getting beaten out by Corey Kluber it seemed every year.
1: Well, it was it was, tw- then, it, was tw- it was 2018 that it was Kluber and Sale at the top, and Sale struck out 308 guys, but Corey Kluber had the 2.25 ERA that was way lower than Sale's 2.90, and that's how Kluber beat out Sale.
0: Yeah. Back then, when both pitchers were top tier, like in 2018, 2017, yeah. 2019, like you were saying, they were top pitchers in their league, number one starters. So. Yeah. Now they'll be on the same team, assuming Chris Sale doesn't get treated.
1: Yep. Alright, moving on to a Pirates signing of Rich Hill for one year and eight million.
0: Okay, let's look at this. One year, eight million. I'm not exactly sure what the Pirates are trying to achieve here. Rich Hill is kind of an older veteran guy, and <clears> we <throat> all know the Pirates are rebuilding. So, I mean, I can kind of see maybe why you want him. Rich Hill, one year, eight million. This deal's kind of seems iffy to me, not a great guy for not a whole bunch of money. It just seems like I don't really see what it accomplishes here.
1: Yeah, well, Rich Hill, um, he's now the oldest player in baseball after the retirement of Albert Pujols. He's the oldest active player. Um, And what the Pirates are trying to do here is they're really trying to recreate what they did with Jose Quintana last year. Signed him to a one-year, $2 million deal. He pitched very well over the first half of the season. They flipped into the Cardinals for Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez, stocked their system a little bit. And so that's basically what they're trying to do with um, Rich Hill, Choi, some of the other veterans they're bringing in. They're deadline bait. They're, they're going to look and see if they can bring the Pirates in some some extra prospects to help accelerate that rebuild. Um, I like this for the Pirates at one year, $8 million. Rich Hill is a... I don't
0: don't think they have a lot to lose. Yeah, yeah. Rich Hill can still produce. Yeah, he... Might produce this
1: year. The thing about Rich Hill is he's never been durable, at least not for an extremely long time. But what he'll do is he'll give you uh, league average or better output in um, an indefinite amount of innings. You never really know how much he's going to be healthy. It's almost a given that he's going to miss some time every year. And especially with how old he is now, he's... In his 40s... He's getting close to his mid-40s. I believe he's 42 or 43. But...
0: So this is really kind of a gamble for the Pirates. I don't know that I would want to gamble in the situation that they are in. Um, Because... If he... If his season turns out to be a little bit of a flop at the trade deadline, then you've got nowhere to send him. And... So... I mean, if he produces then this isn't a bad deal.
1: Yeah. And um so that's their ideal situation. Even if he does flop though, they're on the hook for 1 year 8 million. It's not it's not it's a, a franchise alter. No, no. Yeah.
0: This shouldn't um this isn't a huge deal and it
1: shouldn't make It shouldn't make too much of an impact on the Pirates. Yeah. Whichever way he'll goes. All right, and our final move, um Braves sign Sean Murphy to an extension. 6 years 73 million and then a 15 million club option for 2029. Man, the Braves just keep on doing it. So now they have along with Murphy signed to a long-term below market value extension. They've got Matt Olson locked up long-term. They've got Ozzie Albies locked up long-term. They've got Austin Riley locked up long-term. They've got Ronald Acuña Jr. locked up long-term. They got Michael Harris locked up long-term. I mean, the Braves model over the past several years has been either trading for guys or developing them, signing them for extensions that are below what they would get on the open market to stay in Atlanta, and they have an incredible amount of money committed well into the future because of this, and their luxury tax hit is very high, but man, that's a good team, and man, that's going to be a really good team for many, many, many years to come.
0: It looks like they're going to get hurt every time <clears throat> we enter free agency. They lost Freddie Freeman last year. Um, they lost Dansby Swanson this year. It looks like they should be such a bad team after losing these top players, but they just look better and better. I really like Riley there. Freed has proven himself to be a top pitcher. Yeah,
1: Max Freed. You've
0: got Sean Murphy now instead of Travis Darneau. Um... It looks like they should be getting way worse, but they've got a great team there.
1: Yeah, and I don't know as I would say worse because of the great young core that they have. Definitely they should be regressing a little bit, but they keep on coming back with move after smart move after smart move. They've got such a smart front office, and they have this uncanny ability to get their young players to agree to extensions that are below what they would get on the open market. Uh, the six years, $73 million for Murphy, it, it can max out with the club option at seven years and $88 million. That's way below what he would get on the average mar- on the open market. If he were on the open market right now, I, I would say he would command at least a $100 million deal. Uh, he can play defense. He's got po I mean, he's a gold glove defender back there. He's got power. Um, getting out of the cavernous Oakland home park, he could hit 30 homers in a year. Um, it's possible he could hit for average. Uh, in that loaded Braves lineup, he's going to get lots of runs and RBI totals. I mean, just another incredibly smart pickup for this Braves team. And another guy under a long term contract.
0: For cheap. And so, but <clears throat> um, I tell you, I can really see why players would want to play for Atlanta right now. It is such a great team. Um, you've got Acuna there. You've got Freed there. You've got Riley. You've got Olsen. You've got Murphy now.
1: Yep, they have Spencer Strider locked up. They got Max Freed through 2024, so two more years of him.
0: That's a stacked team.
1: Yeah, it, it is very stacked. You got Kyle Wright, great. who won 20 games this year. Um, Ian Anderson, who was so good in the 2020 and 2021 postseason. Uh, he struggled mightily this year, but...
0: Expect a rebound. He had some
1: seasoning in the minor. Yeah.
0: You're young. You've got...
1: <laughs> He's still got an incredible changeup and... Man,
0: that pitching staff is strong. That hitting staff is strong. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I think you almost have to consider the Braves as the National League favorites at this point.
0: Braves I mean, or Mets, really? I think despite
1: the Mets spending over five hundred million, if you count the luxury tax hits, um, on their payroll for next year, despite the Phillies bringing in Trey Turner and Taiwan Walker and Craig Kimbrel, despite. Um, The Dodgers having won 111 games last year. I think the Braves are the class of the National League. These Braves win quietly. <clears throat> they grow quietly. They No one's really seeing this. Yeah, and you know, everybody's... I think
0: Max Fried goes underrated. Austin Riley goes underrated. And that team.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Uh, with Va- They have Von Grissom ready to take over shortstop duties from Dan Swanson. Uh, they'll have a full year, Ron Lacuna, they'll, and he'll be at closer to full strength after the knee issue of last year. They'll have Ozzie Albies for a full season after he missed a lot this year. They'll have Spencer Strider and Michael Harris for a full season in the rotation, in the outfield. And, man, they lost Stansby Swanson. Everybody's talking about them having a mediocre winner. They did get Murphy, but they sent away William Contreras and Manny Pena. But you know what? This team that won 101 games last year... I could easily see them being better this year.
0: Oh, absolutely. Just building on last year's performance, especially with guys like Spencer Strider, Vaughn Grissom, Michael Harris, and Cal Wright, who were all kind of the new guys this year. Cal Wright pitched the year before, but I think after having a good season under their belts, that yeah. they can hit the ground running this year as well, those guys. And Max Fried, I'd like to see him actually win up Cy Young.
1: Yeah. Um, and, man, this National League East is scary. Oh, yeah. All right, so that wraps up our deals for the past couple of days. And that's it for G M Daily. We'll see you
0: next time on the
1: GM Baseball
0: Podcast. <laughs>